Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. How's my driving? I'll tell you. Mom, write this number down. 1-800-E-A-T-S-H. Ah, never mind. Ron and Anian. Radios are just an integral part of the vehicle today. And I'm not saying you can never get an aftermarket radio ever again. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it has to be installed correctly. The Car Doctor. I get this noise in my the rear end of my truck. One guy says it's my rear end that can't be fixed. Another mechanic says it's your rear wheels that can't be fixed. Somebody else says it's my shock. I want you to get your hands on this bulletin, read it, and then make the dealer read it. Clunking noise rear of vehicle from leaf spring bolts. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Did you ever meet somebody and, you know, have a conversation and you knew within five minutes whether or not you were just going to click and get it and be on the same wavelength? And not a question of like or dislike, just, you know, we all we all see the world a little bit different. Some of us think the sky is azure blue. Some of us think it's sky blue. Some of us thinks it's pretty blue. You know, there's different shades of blue. There's different shades of right and wrong. There's different shades of my path, your path, and my thought process, your thought process. I guess it's difference of opinion, but some of it's silly when it comes to cars. 
and I have an eyewitness to this. He he saw this happen. He was sitting there in the shop when this happened, and um, he actually can verify that what I'm saying is the absolute truth. You must be talking about me. Uh, you were the eyewitness, Tom. Tom was in the shop. What was that Friday? Was that was that this past Friday, right? Yes, sir. And we uh, brought Tom in. Tom needed another oil change on his on his uh, escape because you know this is going to be the five hundred thousand mile. We're going to put this car in the Smithsonian one day at the way Tom rolls miles. And he came down for a, you know a Friday morning oil change, and we were done doing his oil change, and we were having our our ten o'clock coffee break, snack break, as it were. And um, Tom came in. Another Tom came in to pick up his twenty twelve Jeep Grand Cherokee, and. Tommy's Tommy's a nice enough guy. I've known him forever. He's a, he's a he's a he's a sort of regular customer. He sometimes wanders away. I'm not sure why. And then he comes right back. And you know, it's it's like dating, right? You just yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah, okay. And then you go see the other guy. Yeah, okay. He's not okay. I'm I'm back. That thing. So we all got done. We got done servicing his Jeep. We had fixed an exhaust leak. It doesn't matter what we fixed, but we fixed an exhaust leak. Chrysler. I got to tell you, boy. Now I understand why Jeep means junk each and every part, because the exhaust clamps on a Jeep, all right, it's not a traditional U-clamp style clamp. It's a stainless steel. Well, it's not stainless. It looks stainless, but it's a it's a flat stamped steel clamp. I think there's some element of stainless in it, by the way it looks, but it is magnetic, so it's not 100%. And the bolt at the top, which is made out of the real cheesiest metal, snaps, and so you have to... But the to fix it, you have to buy this clamp, and this is a $75 clamp that Jeep sells. It's just, and you need two of them. So we got done patching up Tom's Jeep, fixing the exhaust on the what's now an 11-year-old Jeep, right? I keep thinking it's new. It's not. I remember the day he bought it. And Tommy and I were talking about the age of the truck and the Jeep and, uh, you know, the things that he's done and hasn't done. And he turned to me and he said, and, you know, I still have the original battery in the car. And I was floored because sometimes when you wander away, I, you know, I can't keep track. I don't know where you've been. It's it's not like a doctor's office. They don't, although I don't know how much doctors do it, but they don't relay, you know, medical records like service records back and forth to say, well, when he came to us, this is what we did. And this is what we did when he was with us and so on. So a lot of times in auto repair, you're either going to guess or you're going to try and do a checklist, which some people just don't want to do. They don't see the value in it. They don't want to spend the money. And others just, you know, they let you do what you have to do. Tom was tell us, telling us all, it was Danny, Tom, and I were in the room talking to the other Tom, and Tom was explaining to us, he's got a 12-year-old battery, and it works great. And it's and I said to him, and I, said, I almost but, fell off my chair when he said that. Yeah, I, you know, and I said, but, you know, five, six years, average life cycle, we want to go the distance. I mean, you're, you know, you're, I said, Tom, you're the oddball. You're the one that's, you know, they just don't go that long. And he said, yeah, but that's like my, my key problem, because he's also got a problem with his key. His Jeep has that that funky plastic key with the remote built in that, you know, the, the door lock has to recognize, or the, the Jeep has to recognize for the door lock mechanism, the key when it walks up so it unlocks the door. And it doesn't always work, so he has to fumble and take out the manual key, unlock it. And then it, it may or may not start, and he has to fumble that, and he explained to us his procedure and process, and he said, but it always starts. And I said, yeah, but a lot of times it sets off the alarm. I said, Tom, you've got an unstable battery or an older battery. You've got an unstable remote access unlock system. Yeah, but it never fails. It, it always starts for me. It always gets me going. It always, 
and I'm thinking, and I'm looking, you know, you ever, like when somebody says, yeah, God never hits me with a lightning bolt, and you're looking through the ceiling, like, where's it coming from? You know, like you're just expecting it. You don't stand near chimneys and open windows when people say that. And he walks out. You know, he left. He paid his bill. He walked out. All was good, and we're sitting there munching on our bagels. And It was, between the three of us, there was that collective wow Right, Tom? Was that that collective wow energy was in the room? Like we just couldn't believe what we had just heard. Oh, exactly. And then, and then, and then, he, then, then he proceeds to go out to the car, and he goes to start the car, <laughs> and 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 all of a sudden you hear his alarm going off, the horns honking, the lights are flashing, and I said, "Wait, because if his process works, he should be able to turn it off within thirty seconds." And we sat there quietly munching our bagels, and it just. And a minute went by, and two minutes went by, and two and a half minutes went by. And we looked out the window, and all he could do, all poor Tom could do, he's looking at his key, and he's trying to figure out what to do and why it's happening, which is replicant of the conversation we had not three minutes prior. Danny, would you go please rescue Tom? So Danny walks out. And, you know, Danny knows the trick. We, we've, we've shown him Danny knows the trick. It's you, you pop out the start button. You put it in the lock cylinder that's there in the, in, the, in the dashboard. And it turned off the alarm. And and then he didn't come back in, which is the best part. He didn't come back in to say, okay, I want to get this diagnosed and repaired. You know, when I see cars stuck on the side of the road, I, I feel sorry for people, and I still do. I, I wonder what, what's, you know, and I, I will stop from time to time if I think there's something I can do if they're in a dangerous situation, if they're alone, you know, wait till help arrives, make sure they can get help that. But, you know, a lot of times now lately I wonder, are they creating their own problem? Tom's creating his problem. He's not ready. It's, it's it's the vehicle is not set to go at the drop of a hat, and I think vehicles have to be ready to go at the drop of a hat because you never know when an emergency is going to come up. Hence, hence the definition: an emergency, something unexpected, of of, of gigantic proportions. It's going to have some sort of an impact on you and the surrounding neighborhood. You know, the part that really sort of floors me, and I didn't, I don't think I told my Tom this, but maybe I did. The other Tom with the Jeep, he's a volunteer fireman. And, and and I just wonder, you know, if the alarm goes off at three in the morning, will his car start? Will he get there? What's the reliability factor? You know, you know I, I, I'd, I'd like to have a picture of all three of our faces, you, me, and Danny, when that thing was going off, because it, that's when you mentioned the, he was a fireman. It Did was like, I? Are okay. you kidding me? Yeah. You know, one of the things I've learned, and I take this, and I mean this very seriously, you know, sometimes I get up on shtick and I kid with you guys. But, you know, the road is a very unforgiving place. And emergencies and accidents, they have no timeline. They have no guidelines. They, they happen when they want to happen. They, the, the problems come up when they want to come up. There's no way to predict it. And you've got to be prepared. You know, listen, I was a Boy Scout for four years. I never got past the rank of tenderfoot. That's a whole other story for another day because I was too busy working on the Scoutmaster's car, to tell you the truth. But, uh, you know at the age of 14, but you know, you got to be prepared. You got to be ready. And, um, I encourage all of you as we kick off this hour of the car doctor. Welcome, by the way, don't be like Tom, you know, batteries have a lifespan key fobs. If they're broken, there's a reliability factor. Uh, 
and it's not going to get any cheaper as time goes by. And it, the, at the best it's going to is break down in front of a repair shop. The worst, it's going to break down at 2 o'clock in the morning in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, either one's not a good scenario because it's going to interrupt your day. It just depends to what degree and, and you know, how bad you want to be inconvenient. So be a good scout. Be prepared. 855-560-9900. I'm Ron Anany, The Car Doctor. I'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Vehicle not taking you where you want to go? Well, call Ron. He's the expert at making your vehicle take you where you need it. 855-560-9900. And now, back to Ron. Hey, let's go out to John in Elko, Nevada. John, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Yeah, I, I have a, a 2014 Dodge Dart Eero. Okay. Uh, it's got the 1.4 uh, fuel inject and uh, multi-injecting uh, with turbo. And... Uh, what started it all is I replaced a cabin filter, and after I replaced it, I drove about two miles, then it went into spaz mode on me. Limp in. And a friend of mine came over and put a, a, a code reader on it, and he came up with about six codes on it. Okay. So to do um, to do the cabin filter on that vehicle is that where the cabin filter comes out the driver's side? Under the no, it comes out the passenger. Comes side. out the passenger side. Okay, and what sort of fault codes did you have? Um, I had a P one six A zero. Okay, and then I had a P two one two two, and a P two one two seven. 
then a U one one D four, a U zero one zero four one five, and a U one one five six. Okay, C six. So, so the use the user communication faults. The twenty one twenty two and the twenty one twenty seven are related to the accelerator pedal position sensor or assembly. And and what was the what was the first one that you said? Uh, a P one six A zero. Okay, P one six A zero is related. And when you did this, you took out from the passenger side. Yeah, I took it out. I vacuumed the where the filter went into. Right. Because uh, it was filthy. It had a lot of uh, dog hair and all that stuff in it. So I figured I'd better sweep it out uh, and all that stuff. I swept it out, put the filter back in it, closed it all up, uh, drove about two, three miles down to the gas station, left the car running as I was filling it. And then on the way home, um, I didn't even go a mile until it, uh, my check engine light on and anti-traction light came on. Okay. And then I went into a spaz mode. P0168, you said, or P1068? It's it, P18 Apple 0. Okay, P1A Apple 0, I'm not familiar with. So I've got to get I'd have it, to get it, it says that when I Googled it, for uh, the code, it says ETC, E, Edward Thomas. Oh, Ed, electronic throttle oh. control. Okay. Well, you were yeah. no, you were nowhere near any of the throttle control material. Did you disconnect any connectors? No, I just took one screw out, vacuumed it, put the filter back in, and put the screw back in. Okay, because this is all referencing the throttle pedal assembly, which is on the other side, right? It's on the driver's side, down by the. Down on the floor. That's the the traditional gas pedal. All right. Right. If you clear the codes, do they come right back? Yeah. Okay. So you've got a hard fault. So the next step is we've got to troubleshoot it. Now, what this is all about is this is a drive-by-wire car, like so many cars today. There is no direct connection yeah. between the engine and the and the and the pedal assembly. It's all done by wiring. Okay. So if you right. were if you were to diagnose the twenty one twenty two and the twenty one twenty seven, they talk about connectivity down at the accelerator pedal. There's a five volt signal that comes out on two separate wires, goes to the accelerator pedal assembly. Then there's a separate ground for each circuit that goes back to the PCM, the main engine powertrain control module. All right, and this is talking about signals being pulled low or uh, short to ground. On both legs. Oh, okay. All right. So, you know, obviously I'm going to tell you to go back over the cabin filter. Is there is there wiring harness near where you worked that you could somehow have pinched, pushed on, not realized, and damaged that feeds the um, other side? No, there's no wiring there. There's no wiring there. This was a straight open the door, put, put it back in, and we're done. Right. Okay. Then we're going to have to look, and you can start if you can with a scan tool to look at. And if you're, does your scan tool display data? Um, it, it's one of the. It's not a high dollar one. It's a, a cheaper one. Doesn't matter if it's cheaper, um, cheaper, yeah. cheaper, high dollar. Is it? Does it display data stream? Does it at least show you OBD two? Does it show you basic data? 
it just gives you uh, the codes and that's pretty much it. Okay. And all that. Yeah, then you can't really fix it with that. Because I don't, I don't want to send you down to the accelerator pedal assembly unless you got a wiring diagram and a digital voltometer and you're good with wiring that you can start to pick it out. But somebody would need to look at data stream and what signals do they see coming out of that accelerator pedal assembly. I, you know, just for the... Con- I underneath, go ahead. I climbed underneath there where the pe- pedal is. The pedal and the, the sensor unit is all one piece. Yep. There's five wires coming off of it. Right. That's correct. There's two or five volt supply, two are ground, and one is going to be, if memory serves me correct, the main five volt supply to the throttle body itself. Okay. So, um, actually, I take that back. You've got two accelerator pedal signals. You've got two accelerator pedal grounds. You should have six wires. Um, I think there was five on it, if I remember it, because it's out of, it's out of another place where... I got, I lent it to. Okay. But there should be six wires. There should be two grounds, two five-volt references, and two accelerator pedal signals, one and two. If not, okay. if not, if not, you've got something unique. I believe there's six. Okay. So maybe that's part of the problem. Where'd the sixth wire go? Right. Because I never touched anything over there. I wasn't anywhere near it. Right. Right. No, I get it, John. I get it. I would, wherever it is, whoever's working on it, your next step is going to be to have them look at accelerator pedal signal. You know, and this is simple to do. This is basic stuff. You know, a drive-by wire car is simply a, a throttle position sensor on steroids. There is, there's two sensors at the accelerator pedal. All right. One goes zero to five volts. One goes five volts to zero. There's two sensors at the throttle body at the other end. One goes 5 volts to 0, one goes 0 to 5 volts. They're always opposite and correlating and checking each other to make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. That's how the computer knows there's a fault. So there's a sounds like there's a hard wiring fault somewhere in this vehicle. This should actually be fairly easy to test. Just a matter of either scoping or scan graphing that ETC or that, that throttle pedal assembly, that accelerator pedal assembly, and working your way out from there. If you need a wiring diagram, send me an email. I'm Ron Anini in the car, Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. 
That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Sounds like the Death Star is coming. Ron Nene, the car doctor, is here first, though. Let's get over to Christian in Kentucky, uh, 19 Fusion. Christian, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Yeah, I've got a 19 Fusion, and I had a 13 also. And both the 13 went out, transmission went out at about 168,000 miles. And now I've got a 2019 transmission with uh, 162,000. And it'll drive fine for a week. And then it will start to act like it hits out of gear, like the transmission fluid's level is low. Okay. And so then it'll kind of rev, like, you know, like you're riding a clutch on a motorcycle. Right. And it may do that for a day or two. And then I can drive it for another week or two and not have a bit of problem with it. And, you know, everybody just keeps saying, hey, it's a, you just need to rebuild the whole transmission or put a remanufacturer in. How, how, how many, and, how many you know, miles are on this, Christian? 162, 168. I know the Fusion has issues with transmission. Well, everything has everything has issues with transmission. So I, you know, that's a that's a generic statement. How many how many times have you changed okay. the trans fluid? About four times. Okay. All right. It's fair. That's fair. Is it setting any fault codes? No, I'm not getting any service lights or anything like I did on the 13. So it's just kind of you know it's odd. Not you know I'm taking it to transmission shops and you know just kind of oils odd things i was just you know looking and trying to debate if i want to try to rebuild it myself well all the guts and components you know here's 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 where i think you're going to end up all right um no you know not that i don't think you could rebuild it have you ever rebuilt an automatic transmission before i should probably ask that question Old Back school. in the day. Yeah, old school stuff, three, right? 350s, 400s, old yeah. school stuff. Yep. Sure. How did I know that? Uh, <laughs> I kind of had that in the back of my head. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've all done that, right? I, you know, at some point. Um, needless to say, a transmission's a transmission, but the newer stuff is, 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 is it's different but the same. The problem is, well, let me, ask, let me say this, too. First step, regardless of whether there's a light on or not on the dash, has anybody scanned for fault codes? Okay. And they haven't found anything. And they haven't found anything. Okay, that's fair. The reason I say that is because a lot of time, is it pending? Is it about to happen? But it hasn't happened yet. In your case, it hasn't happened. It's not even setting a fault. And it does what? It, it, it flares in its shift? It's just a longer shift between two gears? Yeah, it's like if you're sitting at a stoplight, you start to take off. It's like you're riding a clutch coming out of, you know, on a motorcycle. Right. You know, it's just kind of slow going. The engine revs, but the car doesn't move. And all of a sudden... Picks up a little speed, and then it goes. And now, sometimes it may be where I mean it's 
whams like you like your low on transmission fluid and just whams it. And I've taken it to the Ford dealership and had them look at it. And I just you know. Anyway, if you if you now you've got uh, it, obviously you've got it in drive at that point, correct? Yes. Um, what have you tried putting it down into first when it does that? I have not reached up manually and put it into first and done that through the manual right. wheels on the steering column or anything. No. I always do that because I want to know: Am I starting out in the proper gear? That sometimes that that tells me something, right? Where I'm starting out in second mm-hmm. gear for some reason, and I'll I'll pull the trans into first, and all of a sudden it, sure. it, it it drives normal, and then I'll you know I'll manually shift it, and then at least I can say, okay, I'm starting out in the wrong gear. Where does that put me? And then I'll look at an oil flow chart and say, well, you know, I don't think it's going to matter because the labor to get the trans out of your car is going to be prohibitive to just repairing it. I think you're going to end up doing an overhaul. My concern is, is it mechanical in the trans or is it electronic on the outside? And, right. And the 13 I had rebuilt and it lasted, you know, I drove it 268,000 miles. So right. It lasted another 100,000 miles with a rebuild. I traded it in on the 19th. Right. So, you know, and that was a, at the time, that was a, you know, thirty-two hundred dollar repair. Now this repairs, you know, thirty-eight to forty-six hundred dollars, yeah. and you know, I'm just trying to decide. You go to buy a low mileage one that's from a wrecking yard, or you know, and chance to put it in yourself or pay somebody to do it. That's that's really the dilemma. I, I I think if the low mileage one from the wrecking yard is five hundred bucks, I think you do it yourself. If it's if it's an exact match, sure. all right. You know, the the question is, what are the wrecking yards asking for them? We're, they're they're looking. I mean, you can find them online for you know, eight hundred bucks right. or so, eight hundred to nine hundred dollars. And so, to me, that seems reasonable. Right. But you could also buy a whole complete transmission rebuild kit with steel balls rather than the little plastic porcelain balls or whatever they say that could be causing problems with these electronic shifts um, in these newer cars. And, you know, you can buy these kits for like $450, $500, and that's the new valve body and everything. Right. So that's why I was just kind of – I'm in a dilemma because, you know, I still owe seven grand on the car. I'm not right. going to get that trade in with that type of model. No, I get it. I get it. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask you this question. Um, do you have the time to rebuild this transmission yourself? Over a week, yeah, I could do it, yes. Okay. Is that a week that you're going to miss work or you got something else to drive? I work, I work from home, and I have something else I can drive. Okay, then yeah, rebuild it yourself. Rebuild it yourself because that way you know it was done right. If if listen, I never deter anybody from doing something themselves. If you think you've got the gumption, and I'm not saying you do or don't, it sounds like you do. To tell you the truth, um, if you think you can rebuild it yourself, just you know you got to be aware you're going to run into a couple of special tools there, here and there. But um, I've come to the conclusion that. There are people out there like yourself that are going to be creative and innovative and either borrow tools or, or build something to make it work to, you know, to press clutch packs and pull well, things and apart. And, and you that's know, that's why I was asking, you know, is it worth trying to rebuild a new electronic with electronics? Because, I, you know, I haven't dove into one before. Right. Well, it's totally different. You know, I'll, it's, it's the same, but different. I guess. I'll answer the question this way, then. All right. If that's if that's what the real question is, because if originally I thought it was a matter of saving dollars. Our local trans rebuilder, the guy that we'll send transmissions to and say, here, because we don't do transes in-house anymore for just this reason. 
We haven't done transits in-house in about mm-hmm. 15 years. Um, our local builder in town, he would buy a unit from Ford and install it. He wouldn't build it himself. And when I ask him why... Well, and that's what most people... Right. Well, when I ask him why, because the tolerances inside those transmissions today are so critical, it's not just air-checking something with an air hose to see if the ball moves anymore. There's there's a lot more to it because, well, one of the reasons is there's there's less to a transmission in terms of, you know, uh, case size, diameter, strength, etc. You know, they're, they're, they're taking weight out where they can. They're trying to get things down to an exact science, to an exact moment, to an exact point of failure, if you want my opinion. Um, that, you know, it's it's a very much more precise piece of equipment, that 13 to the 19, that 19 to a 23, if we talk about a newer vehicle. So, you know, that's why I say, right. and it, and how much time do you have? Right, there. right, you know, it's it's how much time do you have? Um, if, if my point is, if a local builder that's been doing them for 50 years, 55 years, as policy in his shop, won't rebuild them in the shop, that tells me something, you know? That's right. that's that's the commitment. You know, that's like here in New Jersey, as, as far as this sounds, I'm just curious, you're in Kentucky. How many engine machine shops do you have in your area near your house? Any? Ten? Five? Uh, there's there's one left. We still got some dirt track late model stuff around. So okay, there's, that's there's why. There's racing right. shops, but, but there's one in our town. There, and used to, there was probably four. Right, right. There isn't there isn't an engine there isn't an engine machine shop rebuilder, uh, North Jersey as far as I know from the city of Newark North, and that's a pretty big area. So you know that's another yeah. reason things don't get rebuilt in 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 shops anymore because of there's no demand, and when the demand goes away the the skill set goes away the special tools go away so everything collectively goes back to the bigger sources in this case the manufacturer who's rebuilding that trans testing it, and then sending it out with a guarantee. So, well, Do you have a recommendation of, of who besides the Ford dealership? Because I know there are some transmission people that buy remanufactured. One of the, one of the dealers, one of the transmission shops says, yeah, we won't even rebuild it. We'll just, we'll buy a new one and it, because it comes with a three-year, 36,000 miles. Right. And where Jasper doesn't what, do it. Is there anybody else out there that is recommendable for newer I'll tell you what, if, if, if Jasper's not doing it, Jasper's not doing it for a reason. All right. So I think it kind of yep. gets into I think it kind of gets into if Jasper's not doing it I think your best bet is Ford as you know there's a reason there's something there they're doing there they see something they want to do something and if they're giving you a warranty um, best control go to from dealer to dealer nationwide coverage I think you've answered your own question good luck to you Christian let us know what you decide and um, I'll look forward to what you end up doing I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor we're back right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Every highway let me slip away on you. Every highway you seem better days. Welcome back. Ron Nane, the car doctor. Let's uh, let's go over to uh, Francine in Delaware. Francine, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Yes, hello. This hello. is not the first time I've spoken to you. Thanks for your help. I have a 2020 Jeep Compass. Uh, bought it new. Uh, have less than 5,000 miles on it. I get it oil changes, you know, all, whenever needed at the dealership. Um, they And I think I talked to you about this. They put in a battery maintainer because I wasn't driving the car enough. So that's been working fine. My question today is... That Jeep, that model Jeep, um, when you go to a full stop sign or a full stop at the light, the engine goes way down, almost off, supposedly to save gasoline. But as I'm finding out from others, it's not the best thing. Uh, Some people turn them off altogether. Okay. Because they say it could uh, cause damage to other parts of the car. So are you are you you're you're telling me that this vehicle has start stop technology where it will pull down to a stop sign and shut off and then restart or you're saying it idles low? It must idle very low. I don't think it turns off altogether, but it idles very low. Well, if you look at the if you look at the engine tachometer, your vehicle has a speedometer and an engine speed indicator, correct? Correct. Is the engine speed indicator go to 0? I really haven't paid attention to that. I okay. don't know. I'll have to look. But the gentleman that answered the phone when I called, he said his daughter has a car like that, and uh, he understands the circumstances, and uh, he told her to turn it off. Well, yeah, let's back up, though, Let's but let's keep apples to apples, all right? In, in, reference, okay. to, in reference to the Jeep, all right, if we're talking about start-stop, or is it really a low idle speed? The reason I'm asking is because that particular Jeep, the Compass, um, in 18 and 19, they had problems with the wiring harness under the passenger side seat where the harness was having poor connectivity by the inboard seat mounts and damage to the harness would cause the vehicle to actually stall. And you may or may not get a fault code. So that's why I'm asking, you know, I'm wondering, are you having a stalling event or are you seeing a start-stop event and misconstruing it for a problem? So, you know, this is really... No, no, I don't think that is a problem. They're saying, uh, others that have the Jeeps are saying that 
you're better off turning turning that item off for good so that it does not uh, lower and supposedly save you gas because this on-off that it does or goes high and low, it could cause a problem to other parts of the car. Gotcha. Okay. Now I gotcha. Whether it's a transmission or whatever else. Okay. uh, So so I'm going to tell you this. First of all, start-stop is part of federal emissions control policy. That being said, I'm also trying to be practical about this. I'm not a fan of start-stop. It's more wear and tear on the starter. It's more wear and tear on the vehicle. I also don't like the idea of on a cold winter morning, the vehicle shuts off. Well, I, I know that runs until it warms up, but then the vehicle shuts off in cold weather. As the vehicle gets older, will it start each and every time? You know, there's a point of security. The vehicle starts at your house. If it, if it fails to start, you get out, you walk back into the house. If the vehicle stalls or shuts off two miles from the house after it's warmed up and it doesn't restart, you're not walking that two miles in freezing cold weather. Um, that's a problem. Francine, sit tight. Let me pull over and take a pause. I want to finish up with you on the other side of this, and um, then we'll get you solved. I'm Ron Anini, and the car doctor will return right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back, Ronnie, the car doctor. Francine, Delaware, you're still there. Yes, I'm here. So, start, stop, you know, they came out with it six, seven years ago. They, they, They deem it an essential part of the emission control plans going forward because, yeah, they're trying to cut down on emissions, they're trying to save fuel. 
Uh, I see it as wear and tear on the vehicle. I see an awful lot of wear and tear on the vehicle. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the oil change becomes critical. The battery becomes critical. You, the starter, should it ever fail, that starter is, oh, I don't know, if, if a gas engine starter is two, $300, that start-stop starter, because it's so much more heavy-duty, is anywhere from 1100 to $1,500 and up for the average mm. start-stop vehicle. It just becomes more expensive. There are right. there are software manufacturers or there are hardware manufacturers that have software that would plug into the OBD2 port that will cause that vehicle to bypass and not allow start-stop to happen. You'd have to do some research to find them online and then obviously read the reviews before we plug something in. Is everybody satisfied with it? The one thing I want to leave you with is there's a bulletin from Chrysler with regards to the throttle body on your vehicle. All right, bulletin number 09-003-20. It came oh, out. Oh, gosh. Oh, I write this down? 09-003-20. I believe it's revision C or D9. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. It's, re- it's revision C or D. They talk about potential problems with the throttle body on that vehicle. You may want to take it into your Jeep dealer and ask them to review. Make sure that that does not apply to your vehicle so you're not caught short. And um, that could be causing your low idle issue. But, you know, as far as start-stop goes, those are my thoughts. I appreciate the conversation, Francine. I'm Ron Anini, the car doctor, reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.